Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast, the number one BYU podcast in our hearts and hopefully yours. We are super excited to share this episode with you guys. We got some housekeeping that we need to take care of. We have a rant to go on against a certain design team at BYU, so you're going to want to stick around for that. And we have some BYU football talk. Before we get into the episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Leave a five-star review for the episode and share it with your friends if you enjoyed it. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this bula. Yeah! Ah! Yes! Let's go wild. Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. Hello, listeners, and welcome back into a, a yet another episode of the best podcast mm-hmm. to on the air, to the airwaves. We We're missed you. Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to Tell get the attachment for your vacuum hose. Which okay. one? The one with the bristles on it. Okay. On All the right. end. Yeah. We're getting nice. deep in the carpet. Yep. Nice. Get your dust buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It could be the, uh, what was the brand of that one again? Black and Decker. Black and Decker. The Black and Decker. Black and Decker Dustbuster. Shoot, I forgot what it's called. It's the uh, Black and Decker Dirt Devil Scorpion Quick Flip Corded Handheld Vacuum Cleaner. Exactly what I was looking for. Shout out to Black and Decker. Dirt dirt Devil. And of course, get your broom, but the one for spider webs on the ceiling. Uh Uh-huh. Because we're doing some housekeeping. Let's keep this house, baby. Alrighty, first thing on the docket. Uh, Kenobi debuted. Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's a series about Obi-Wan and uh, his experience in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Uh, It was pretty good. Uh, I liked it. But it was completely overshadowed by another TV show that we're going to talk about soon here. Um, And really... Let's just talk about that next one because okay. that's really the talk of the town right now. Let's go for it. Kenobi only came out with the first two episodes and they were good, but nowhere near as good as Stranger Things. Stranger Things 4 finally dropped. We've been waiting so long for this. I've been waiting so long for this. I've been counting down the days. Did you guys watch it? Yes. I have a confession to make. Okay, oh boy. let's hear it. Um, I haven't seen Stranger Things since season one, <laughs> which came out like five or so years oh, ago. Damn. I mean, I thought it was good, but in general, I'm just not like a huge TV guy. That's I'm, fair. I'm not very good at keeping up with TV shows. Fair you name enough. a TV show that's come out recently, odds are I haven't seen it, like the Kenobi one. Um, I love The Mandalorian, but okay. I just can't keep up with all the TV shows that are coming out. I will say, there are a lot of them these days. There, there are, are a lot. lot of them. And you have to have like five, six, seven different streaming services. <laughs> and then you watch the one. Honestly, like, let's be honest here. 
Apple TV Plus. The only reason we have that is for Ted Lasso. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I lit- I I had to unsubscribe from the thing until the <laughs> new Ted Lasso season comes out. So hopefully you've all remembered to unsubscribe from Apple TV Plus. But on Netflix we had Stranger Things four, and it was absolutely beautiful. You know those shows that like have multiple storylines running at the same time, and it gets super confusing. Well, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this season does it perfectly. It isn't confusing. It's captivating. Ooh, I was nowhere nice. close to expecting the twist at the end. Not gonna spoil anything because I know it's only a been twist. out for a few days. But I just hate that the season wasn't longer. Can't <laughs> wait for number five. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me is just the cinematic quality because it's a TV show, mm. and so. I'm kind of used to TV shows being like a little more lackluster. Sure. Not not quite like cinematic, like movie quality. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. However, this one was movie quality. Yeah. Not only in depth of story, depth of character, but also in like the gra- the CGI, the editing, like the lighting was amazing. Yeah. Super symbolic. Um, mm-hmm. It was really, really good. It, it does, um, <laughs> if you're going to watch it, it's going to take up a lot of your time. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Me and my wife McKinley and my sister Kylie and her friend Lily and Jenna John, who she's going to be an Olympic athlete Excuse in a little you. while. Uh-huh. Uh, so John. keep your eyes open. Next couple Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jenna John. All right. Anyway, um, but we stayed up all night Thursday night. We stayed up till one when it dropped and we watched all the way until 7 a.m. when they had to go back to school for their oh last day. Gosh. We did not sleep. Awesome. Oh my goodness. It was absolutely amazing. And we only made it about like four episodes into the season. Yeah. Because they're all like an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. They're all an yeah, hour and yeah. 15. Um, but it's so good. So good. Um, it's the first seven seasons of... Uh, or first seven episodes of season four. And then the last two episodes will be coming out on July 1st. Oh, okay. And good to know. Yes. So there'll be two final episodes to season four before season five. Okay. And those episodes will be an hour and a half. And two and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot wait for it. Oh my goodness. Dude, they were just so good quality. Ed. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. We gotta move on from that. Yes, before we spoil before anything. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one thing that isn't quite as exciting as, as Stranger Things 4, the NBA Finals are set. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors will face off against the Boston Celtics. The last time they matched up in the Finals was in 1964. When Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain were going at it. Wow. So, do you care? Will you watch it? I'm going to be honest. I committed a cardinal sin. I tuned in for an NBA game on Sunday. (gasps) It's because... Jared. I don't have Peacock Premium, so I couldn't watch the Gamblers stars. Oh my gosh, you didn't want to... Don't even get me started on it. The Gamblers suck. (laughs) Gamblers. I hate the Gamblers. Yeah, the USFL is going badly right now. Mainly just because... The bandits suck, and the gamblers are like the no, most heartbreaking team. In the gamblers, <laughs> literally, do not show up for the fourth quarter. Okay, I, I, I can't talk about. They gave up twenty two points. Please move on. Please move on. Okay, Let's okay. move on. <laughs> um, anyway, so I tuned into Heat Celtics for about forty five seconds on Sunday, and I just couldn't watch it. It was too too much like ego management, um, too much like complaining about calls they didn't get when they drove to the rim, too much hero ball. I not Tyler Hero, but just like. <laughs> Not hero enough hero ball. ball. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I couldn't watch it. It just wasn't exciting for me. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't like the Warriors. I don't like the Celtics. So I'm just going to say it. I'm out. All right. Jared is out on the finals. 
Um, I have another confession to make. Dang, Dan, this isn't a confessional. This is a podcast. <laughs> turning into a, quite a confessional. <laughs> so during the regular season, you know, we're not huge NBA guys. And for Definitely. the first of the playoffs, I'm not an NBA guy. But conference finals and later, I will start to turn it on. Okay. And I'll often keep watching it after I do turn it on. Oh! <laughs> that's how... Not just background noise. That's how the games can sometimes be worthwhile. Okay. Um, but yeah, the NBA still is not my favorite product uh, for college in terms of, you know, like Jared was saying, there's a lot of egos flying around in the NBA and it gets mm-hmm. annoying sometimes. Yeah. But the players are also really good, and there are some cool moments. I'll give it that. So, yeah, and as far as the the finals, I used to hate the Warriors. I don't hate them now as much as I used to, mainly because they didn't win last year or something. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't won the three previous ones. (laughs) Yeah, and I hated when Kevin Durant went there. So, I don't know, I'm pretty neutral for this finals. Uh, Yeah, Justin, do you have any... Anyone you're rooting for or any thoughts about the matchup? Being from California, I'm just going to go with Golden State. Okay. Uh, you know, I like Steph Curry. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson both are incredible basketball players. That's true. I, I'm going to be honest too. A championship in any sport is exciting. I don't care what it is. Championship level play is exciting. Okay. I probably won't watch game one or game two, but maybe I'll watch game three and so on. Or at least I'll follow it. I, and I really got to make a confession, and I really hope that you guys don't like terminate our friendship over this. I will even watch championship MLB baseball. <sighs> okay. The World Series, I will even turn that on if it's, I don't know, if it's 3-3 going into a Game 7, I'll watch it. You know what? That's not, that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Okay. I will say, I watched the 20-whatever-it-was when the Cubs and Indians... Pardon, <clears throat> pardon, oh, pardon. Bleep. The uh, Cleveland and Chicago World Series. Yeah, the Guardians. The Guardians. <laughs> Best mascot. Should have gone with the Avengers. <laughs> but anyway, I did turn that one on, and it and it is exciting, right? Yeah. I I get what you're saying. Maybe maybe I'll watch some of the finals because, like you guys said, championship you know caliber or championship stakes mm-hmm. are are worth it. Raising the stakes. Raise- yeah. Oh. Soon gonna be making a major comeback. A major, major comeback. <laughs> yeah, one more thing about the NBA. I think during the regular season, well, it's kind of in between football and baseball. Because football, in the NFL at least, there's 17 games now. Yeah. yeah. And every game matters a lot. Yes. Baseball, there's like 160 or something <laughs> games. None of them matter. No, no games no, None matter. of them at all. No. So you have games going on at like 1 p.m. on a Thursday or something. <laughs> There's just too many games. <laughs> NBA's kind of in between. Uh, the regular season doesn't really matter as much, but the playoffs do start to matter, and you can tell the players start taking it more seriously, which makes it more watchable in yes. my mind. Yeah. The regular season matters even less now that the play like the play in tournament exists. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they, all they do is load management until they get to the playoffs, load and then they actually management. play. Yeah, yeah, I hate Kawhi management. Leonard. I used to like you because you went to Riverside King High School. My brother played against you in the All Star tournament, <laughs> but you have introduced load management into the NBA. You have popularized it anyway. It's a, it's a so epidemic. Screw you. I I put that one on the NBA though. If you're gonna play 82 games. I, I'm sorry. How does one game matter? It doesn't. Yeah, it never it, matters. It doesn't, right? 
And as much as people don't want to think it is, it's not quite as much as football, but basketball is still a physically demanding sport. Yeah. Much yeah. more than baseball is, except for pitchers. I'll give I'll give pitchers yes. the, the benefit yeah. of the except doubt. For pitchers, that's why they that's why they rotate through pitchers and that's why they have maximum pitch rules and whatever. I, I don't need to talk about baseball. I think they should reduce the amount of games. Just saying. Yeah. If they played like twenty NBA games, that would be electric. That'd be incredible. That would be exciting. Right? Because then the players would be like, Oh, I actually have to turn on my brain for this game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think college basketball is like I think it's perfect. I think yeah. it's good. Right? Because you yeah. play like 28 games, 26 games, mm-hmm. right? Just th- two a week. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that's and a good number. College football is even more perfect. Yeah. Right? I, I think... I've, I'm going to say this. I think the perfect schedule, if you're going to do like importance of games, right, would be 12 games, but you can only play one FCS school. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. so there's no more of this Alabama playing McNeese State and North Carolina A and T. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, sorry for the little tangent. Um, <laughs> sticking on basketball though, uh, BOU basketball made a hire. Yay! They're hiring uh, Louisville assistant mm. Cahil Fennel as their new assistant head coach, which uh, it's good. That's replacing the place that Burgess left. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Burgess. Um, he says, "I hope to compete for championships in the near future." Not bad. What is his definition of near? <laughs> That's, That's a really good question. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Might have to be liberal with that one, but <laughs> I'm glad he's ambitious. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's really incredible that we poached an assistant coach from a Power Five program. That says a lot about how much Khalil believes in our program. I think that he's. A really good recruiter. He's coached at the high school level. He's coached at the D2 level. He's coached at the, I think, D3 as well. He's coached at the D1 level. He's now been the director of basketball operations and an assistant coach. He's a great recruiter. At Louisville, which is a very good... Yeah, ba- that's a basketball school. Yeah, Louisville's a good yeah. school. So, good honestly, program. I love the hire. Me um, too. I just had one question about Chris Burgess, actually. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, he went to the U, but he's, he's not a head coach. No. No. Assistant. Is he going to be, or... I don't think why, so. Why would he go up to the U? No. Point. Money? I'm making the money sign. The thing is... Right the compensation? I've heard that what he's getting compensated really isn't that much more ridiculously higher than what he's gotten at... Than what he had gotten at BYU. Oh, interesting. I think mainly it was a lateral move. He went because, A, his daughter was playing volleyball at the University of Utah. Okay. B, okay. he's a U- University of Utah alumnus. He played basketball there. Right. So, like... I don't know, like, if you're going back to Salt, live in Salt Lake City, where, where you know, I mean, why not? I mean, I guess. I mean, if I put myself in his shoes, if I was a BYU alum, and I love BYU growing up, and then I was working as an assistant coach at Utah, and the <laughs> assistant coach job at BYU opened up, I would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Think of an eye, right? Yeah. So, I don't blame him for it. I don't blame Chris Burgess either. Yeah. I just hope the University of Utah basketball program crashes and burns into the earth. Yep. I like that. There that's go. good. Um, anyway, uh, he's also a non-member, Cahill Fennell. So, good job, BYU. Go wow. diversity. That's big uh, of them. Go diversity, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, last item of housekeeping. We have some of that proper football. Proper football. Proper. proper. <laughs> um, a couple items here. First is the Champions League final. Oh, mm, the Champions! Yes, their anthem is epic. <laughs> 
the final was played between Real Madrid Ooh. and the Liverpudlians in Paris. Wow. Ooh. How uh, many Liverpudlians, Liverpudlians were there in, in Paris? Paris? Wow. That's the question. <laughs> that's the that's the Kanye West song. Yeah, Liverpudlians <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Shout out Kanye West, um, Donde Academy. There was a bit of a scene outside the stadium, I heard. Oh I guess my you could say gosh. that. Uh, do you guys, did you guys hear what happened? I didn't really see any footage or anything. So, but. from what they were saying on the broadcast, is that there were like way more Liverpool fans than there were tickets or seats in the stadium. Mm. And it was because a lot of Liverpool fans had bought fake tickets. And so everybody came to the gates... But the people with fake tickets couldn't get through the turnstiles because yeah, their tickets, tickets were fake. And so it caused a massive clog. Okay. And none of the actual ticket holders could get into the stadium. So like when the game was time to kick off, yeah. it was like the Liverpool section was like three-fourths empty. And they're all like locked outside. Yeah. Get in. And so people were like climbing the security fences yeah. and running in. And mm. they had to delay the game 35 minutes to just let mm. Liverpool fans in. That's crazy. It's insane. Europe, man. Yeah. They take their soccer seriously. They, <laughs> the yeah. town square that was just say. chock full. Insanity. We gotta add some of that here. Seriously. Americans need to take their sports more seriously. Let's, yeah, agreed. Yeah, when all was said and done, Real Madrid won again for the umpteenth time. It's because they're real. It seems. Yeah. They're definitely real. They're real. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other real team, Real Salt Lake. Mm. Another real team. They're continuing their tear. Oh. Uh, they had a game on Saturday that me and Abby went to. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. It was very fun. The sold out crowd, everyone was Let's singing, go. yelling. We won 3 0. Let's go. Perfect night. Love it. Yeah, they got a good thing going up there. I also saw a video of like a two year old child that was in the middle of like the, you know, the ruckus band area mm-hmm. that was just like continuously holding up a middle finger the entire time <laughs> so that probably contributed at least two of the three goals that's amazing yeah guarantee and then danny and abby were the third goal yep. yeah mm-hmm. let's go our royal voices. strong and true effect <laughs> it's real uh we also have the uh u.s men's national team the usman the usman yeah they got games on wednesday against morocco and sunday against Uruguay! 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 And uh, they're both pretty good. Uruguay has uh, Luis Suarez. The legend. The the, the the vampire. Yes, the vampire. The oh, is he the, the biting guy? He's like the, the biter. shoulder biting guy? That's him. He's the biter. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> biting is back. Yeah. Uh, that'll be good, though, to kind of see where our team's at as we get ready for the uh, World Cup in the fall. Mm-hmm. Cutter. Yeah. World Cup this year. People forget. This fall is just in the fall December. for some reason. Insane. We got college football, NFL, World Cup. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Insanity. I think I'll drop out this semester. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, BRU dropped their new game day shirts. They uh, are terrible, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, honestly, to quote Kate Veach from Dodgeball. Are you okay? I'm fine. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. They are a literal eyesore. I would rather look Medusa straight in the eyes than look at this nonsense for more than a glance. This is what you give the fans? Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed in this shirt as well. Yeah. I mean, BYU Sports, I feel like, does have some good things going with the branding. You know, Absolutely. With Nike. Yes, they do. Gear. 
but this shirt looks like something generic you would find at a Coles or something. <laughs> yeah, at a Coles or for your like Pop Warner football team yeah. when you're eight years old. And the football looks like a rugby ball. And so they had it's to so clarify, strong. football! Oh, this is a football! Yeah. Uh, all I'm going to say about this is it reminds me of the Quest shirts in 2008. Oh my gosh. Enough Quest. said. You all know how that ended. Oh, Bad no. juju. Now a quick break to get a word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you today by Lego Star Wars. Ooh. Yeah, the new Lego Star Wars is out. It's very fun. Uh, they don't actually sponsor us in any way, but we will sponsor them in, the, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Lego Star Wars is very fun. It's uh, very hard. It's very dense. There's a lot, of, a lot of planets, a lot of mini quests and side missions to go on. It's uh, very fun. It does include the sequel trilogy in this newest one. So that's kind of like, ah, but it's okay because some of the sequel characters are cool and not that they were cool in the movie, but they were cool when you play them and you can make them cool. Um, anyway, it's really fun. Me and McKinley have been playing it. We're about 61% of the way done. We've been playing it for like three months now. So uh, if you're looking for something to fill up your time, something to make you make you happy, uh, it's very funny, it's very comical, and it's great for kids. Um, so Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is brought to you by the Let's Talk podcast. Slash Let's Talk. The Royal Strong and True podcast. Fossil. Alrighty, uh, the season is almost at hand. Almost. What season? Because BYU football program released their game times for most of the games this season. So the first one they have is at USF. Mm-hmm. First game of the season. East Coast season opener. Okay. That one will be at four Eastern. Okay, two six o'clock, o'clock here. Yeah, not bad. Wait, two o'clock here, right? Yeah, two o'clock here. Two o'clock here. Yeah, yeah my bad, my bad. Other way. Two o'clock Other way. on Saturday. Two o'clock on a Saturday on ESPNU. In 96 days. 96. 96. Right. 96 days. Start the countdown, baby. All right. ESPNU for a season over, I mean, that's fine. That's fine by me, too. It's I, USF. It's USF, so <laughs> yeah, what did we expect? USF won, like, two games last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm okay. Just the fact that we're on ESPN at all has... Good time, good right? tidings. What, what, what is that word I'm looking for? Good juju. Good, good juju. Good vibes. It's, it's a good. Sign. It's a good. Sign. It's a good omen. omen. Yeah, that's there a that. Damn good omen. omen. It's a good omen that we are on ESPN for our first kick. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's we'll basically it. what we were on for. It's basically the same time slot we were on for Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Oh, Which, don't you, Jared? Jared? I'm just saying Jared. exposure. How dare you? Jared. Exposure's good. Okay, sorry. Let's get away from this. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. Uh, next one is Baylor, which the BYU trademarked 815 ESPN kick. There Sorry, East Coast fans. 815 Mountain. <laughs> we own this time slot. Yeah, no, we do. And at like 2 a.m. on the East Coast. Yep. yep. <laughs> Honestly, sorry, East Coast fans, but I love this kick time. And we'll kind of get more into that after. Let's, let's move on and talk about some other games. At Oregon, 1230 Pacific time. So we got 230, uh, sorry, 130 Mountain time. On Fox. Uh, that's a great Ooh, time slot. Fox game. Uh, incredible time slot. Right after big noon, Saturday. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, a lot of bleed over coverage. It's honestly a good time slot. We probably won't get, like, Joel and Gus, though, for that one. But hmm. still a good time slot. So do we know what the big noon Saturday game will be that week that we're after? Yes. It'll be Oklahoma playing Nebraska. Okay. That's, that's a big name matchup, I guess. Yes. 
It's got a lot of old people that are really big fans of Oklahoma and Nebraska and think that they're still yeah. rivals from Definitely. when Nebraska was in the Big 12. So. Right. If you said Oklahoma-Nebraska 30 years ago, that was the headliner of the season. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our grandpas season. probably pooped their pants when they heard that. <laughs> but us? Nah. Whatever. Anyway, so the game after that, that's good because a lot of people will be watching that game. Yeah, a ton of people will. You know? And uh, if BYU and Oregon, if Oregon somehow manages to beat Georgia, that could be one of the biggest games. Oh, yeah. Right? That'd be an incredible early season. Massive. Game. Yep. Um, it's going to be huge for BYU either way. Anyway, next game that we have a time for, uh, there's no time for the Wyoming game. Nope. But yet. the next game will be like five days after the Wyoming game. Ugh. We play Utah State at home. 6 p.m. Mountain on ESPN on a Thursday night. What are we, what are we thinking about this that's, one? That's a weird one. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's definitely a weird one. A little bit irregular. Um, I don't know. It's a weekday 6 p.m. I'd say a weekday 6 p.m. is better than like a weekday 8, 8 o'clock oh, or 8.15. Yeah. Absolutely. Because this will be like prime time. On the East Coast. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on ESPN as well. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be the biggest game of the day. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Thursday. It, <laughs> it better sure be. Will. Yeah. Um, and it's and this is like BYU and Utah State's last time meeting for... Yeah, that's true. Foreseeable know, future. Whoever knows how long. So, yeah. I think that's a good... I think that's a good time stop for that one. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm just not very excited about the five-day rest. Yeah. No, I'm not excited for it either, but hopefully Wyoming shouldn't be too much of an issue. Hopefully we'll be able to play some backups in that game and then come at Utah State full force. Yeah, I agree. Amen. Something that the five-day rest will be good for on the other side is that we'll have almost 10 days to prepare for Notre Dame. Notre Dame. The Hunchback. Yes. Anyway, we'll be playing them 4.30 Pacific in Vegas. Prime time, baby. 5.30 here. Yeah, that is the prime time slot. I can't remember the last time BYU played at five or 7.30 Eastern. I really can't remember. Yeah. On NBC. On NBC. <laughs> yeah, on NBC. Like, yeah. Game of the day right there. That's going to be absolutely beautiful. Next game we have a time for is East Carolina at home. We'll be playing them on Friday. Uh, it will be a 6 p.m. kick. Another 6 p.m. kick. Weekday 6 p.m. kick on ESPN2. That's fine. Right. Honestly, if I'm remembering back to the last season, there weren't a lot of games on Friday nights. That were on like ESPN, it, like none of the big mothership uh, like channels. So ESPN two six p.m. for East Carolina. I think that's actually asking a lot for an East Carolina game. Yeah, I would expect that one to be like a ten a.m. or a one thirty kick on ESPN three or plus yeah. or whatever. I like it. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. And then finally, we got Utah Technical mm. uh, at one thirty. On ESPN three slash BOTV, <laughs> yes. and that's the classic. Everyone knew Love that it. was going to be that. Right? It's an Utah FCS game. Tech. Utah Tech. I didn't know they had a team still, but yeah. In case you're wondering who Utah Tech is, it is formerly known as Dixie State. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now Justin has to go wash his mouth with water. I do because I said the word <laughs> e. Yep, that's bad. Yep. Can't um, be saying that. Anyway, the I like it because. So, like, overall thoughts, I'm going, that's where I'm going. Okay. I like this because in the early part of the year, right, you are playing in very high heat if you're playing in the morning or in the afternoon. 
Yeah, we play yeah. Baylor at 8.15, so that's going to be really nice for the home field fans because we're not going to be like 2019 USC or Washington where we're sitting in the sun getting baked for four hours. Yep, yeah. Now, once you get to the end of the schedule, November 19th, that one's going to be at 1.30. It's going to be middle of November, end of November. It's going to be okay. So it's going to be the warmest it could possibly be for that. Yeah. Honestly, I love it. Uh we have a lot of different kick times. Like Jerry said, we have the 1.30 in November. We have multiple weekday 6 p.m. games. Oh, yeah. We have the 8.15. We have the prime time slot against uh, Notre Dame. If you could choose one time that every single BYU game be scheduled for, what would that time be and why? Hmm, that's a hard one. <clears throat> I, I would want it to be you know, a prime time game. Okay. Prime time Eastern. Okay, which you. means maybe eight o'clock or eight o'clock Eastern tip off, which would be you know six, six five thirty ish. Yeah, six. earlier than six. Well, five thirty is fine if it's a Saturday game. Sure. Yeah. You know, five six Saturday game. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, any later than that, and you lose the East Coast crowd. Any earlier than that, you know, people are still at work or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, doing the thing. That's kind of the the ideal cushion for me. I would say. I kind of fall into the same boat because I don't like, I don't know, BYU hasn't had a 10 a.m. kick. 10 a.m. Mountain. We haven't had a 10 a.m. Mountain kick for as long as I can remember. Mm. Um, I think those have a potential as like a different kind of hype, right? Yeah. Because with Fox Big Noon Saturday, like take the Ohio State-Michigan game, for for example. That game is always played at 10 a.m. Mountain time. Yeah, yeah. Noon yeah. Eastern. It's insane, right? Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Noon Eastern. So I think there's like a different kind of novelty with that. But as a home field fan, I would love all games to be at 8. 8 8.15. Just as a home field fan. But Dan, what you're saying is true. And BYU's seen that they get burned a lot for playing at 8 p.m. a lot because the East Coast voters are asleep. Nobody watches it. Yeah, nobody watches the game. They get no no credit for our dominance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 5.30 is kind of... That's the prime time slot, but that's also, you know, that's where all the SEC... like. Big, big time games are going. You know, for sure. I completely agree with Dan, but I also got to completely agree with Jared as well. As like a home fan going to the games, the 8.15 kicks are absolutely incredible. Those are fun. Arizona State at 8.15 p.m. was absolutely electric. Utah at 8.15 p.m. was absolutely electric. It gives the fans time to tailgate before the game. Come to the game. Well, yeah, tailgate in quotation marks. (laughs) If you're in Provo. Figure it out. But it gives fans a chance to... Fill the stadium up, and yeah. they are pumped, and they are ready to go. You get to watch all the games before, beforehand. That's now, true. for like an all-comprehensive answer, college football is in it of itself. Sure, it's, it's a national sport, but in reality, it's a regional sport. You get most of your support from the region that your school is in and the region that the school that you are playing is in. You know, We're not going to have a ton of people tune in from New York. When we're playing Arkansas, you know, unless yeah. they're just unless like, it's a very big time game, exactly. You're gonna yeah, unless they're prime unless it's a prime time game or they're just degenerate gamblers who have money on the game, then they <laughs> will absolutely true. turn tune in. So because of that, I think six p.m. would be an incredible time because it's good for the mountain. If we're playing on the if we're playing an East Coast team, it's eight p.m. for them, great for them. If we're playing a West Coast team, five p.m. for them, still great. I think it's just a great time overall to get the most viewership. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a good point. Now, here comes the big question. Moving into the Big 12, we don't know 
Because right now the Big 12 has like a partnership with Fox and ESPN. Yeah. Something, I don't know how exactly it works, but you kind of get both, like they share them. Uh, but moving from 2025 when they renew slash put the TV rights up for agreement, there's a lot of talk because of Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk that ESPN, Fox, CBS, they might not pay as much for a Big 12 football as others would say Apple TV Plus mm. or Amazon Prime. Interesting. So, yeah. what are your guys' thoughts about the Big 12 games possibly moving to a streaming service rather than like a broadband broadcasting partner? Because there's a mm. lot of talk about this actually happening. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with it for this reason. The schools do not get paid by how much, like how many people tune into each game. The schools just get a blanket, like, okay, the contract is for $100 million and it's evenly distributed throughout the schools. No, So even if it causes Apple TV Plus to crash and burn to the ground because there's not a ton of viewership, of course, we'll be able to watch the games. The people that care will watch the games. And if BYU and the conference is getting the money that it needs to sustain itself, let it be what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, as long as I can watch it, as long as I have access to it, I don't really care. It is nice to kind of be on a bigger name channel, ESPN or Fox or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not super important to me personally. Um, as a jazz fan, we have <laughs> I was gonna go. We there. have bad experiences. With I was gonna stuff go like there. This when all the home games are on AT and T Sportsnet. Rocky Mountain or something. Exactly. Rocky Mountain Sports Network Plus. Which I have never even confirmed exists yet. (laughs) But, yeah, as long as we avoid something like that, I'm fine if they want to go streaming or whatever. Yeah. Fair. That's a good answer. I think it's something that is, that will, you know, come into play. I think it's going to be inevitable that in the future somewhere, multiple conferences will have partnerships with Amazon, Apple TV, who knows, maybe Netflix, I don't know. Just spitballing here. I'm okay with it if the broadcasts are quality. Because yeah. honestly, like like we were kind of talking about, this is BYU. We're not in Notre Dame or in Ohio State. And we probably will never will be unless we win a couple national championships in the next couple years. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but as long as we can watch it and as long as it's quality, like I'm fine. I hate watching on these degenerate networks like FS2, even FS1 sometimes, yeah. or ESPN Plus sucks, if yeah, I'm being it honest. It does. Like, I hate watching on terrible networks with terrible cameras, terrible announcers, terrible audio, and terrible graphics. I want to be able to watch a game, and I hated this about Fubo, because Fubo, mm. like, remember when Fubo. we had to switch over to Fubo, yeah, Fubo. for because the bowl the YouTube, game? the YouTube TV thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I I would rather not do that. Right, have to switch between YouTube TV to watch Ohio State and then go back to Prime to watch BYU. Yeah. Right. I want to be able to watch BYU in a very quality setting, regardless of what it is. I don't care if I have to watch it on Prime or on ESPN because all of my TV isn't cable. Right. It's all yeah, internet no, anyway. Sure. So as long as it's good, I think I'm okay with it. Um, and like you said, Justin, that's a good point. Like as long as BYU gets some money, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. All you tech people out there, we need designed and invented a platform that puts all the streaming services on it that you can flip back and forth as if they were TV channels. Yes. True, yeah. That'd be sweet. 
Or we need to get like a sports book TV set up where it's got like eight TV or nine TVs and you could just put each TV on a different thing and then you just never have to switch. You could just like mm. move your eyes up and over to watch a game. Does anybody want to sponsor the Royal Strong and True podcast? Give us that setup. DM us on Instagram and Twitter <coughs> at loyal2royalpod. Kevin and Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Final uh, word about um, watching BYU football games. Mm-hmm. BYU does not have an official bowl tie this year. So Hallelujah. This gives us a lot more leeway with where BYU can go in the postseason. Obviously, if we make it to New Year's Six, we're going to go there. Yep. However, there <laughs> are... No if. When we make it to New Year's Six. <laughs> okay, so in the other... When we make it to the playoff. In actually. the other universe in mm-hmm. which BYU maybe doesn't yeah. make it to New Year's Six, I know it's hard to fathom. Not this universe. Yes, not, not this one, of course. A million universes away. Yes, yes. Maybe a universe 828, whatever. Blue goggle alert. <laughs> anyway, um... What bowl game would you guys rather have BYU go to? Because it's probably not going to be one like the Alamo Bowl that's always Pac-12, or Pac-12, uh, Big 12. Yeah. Um, but there's a number of them out there. For example, the Camellia Bowl, Hawaii, Myrtle Beach, famous Idaho Potato, Gasparilla, Military Guaranteed Rate, Cheez-It, Duke's Mayo. You know, there's a lot of them that are sponsored by ESPN that BYU could go to. So which would you guys rather have BYU go to? Hmm. So, yeah, it has to be an ESPN one, right? Yes, they are contracted with ESPN. Which basically has all of them except for the Tony the Tiger Bowl and the Arizona Bowl. Uh, I've got my eye on one. Let's hear it. Um, I have to confirm it's an ESPN bowl. Okay. But it's the Wasabi. (laughs) The Wasabi Fenway Bowl? Fenway Bowl, yeah, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The Wasabi (laughs) I've never heard of this bowl before. It must you be a new sponsor. Yeah, it's got to be. But the Wasabi Fenway Bowl? Who would not want to go to a bowl like that? A bowl full of wasabi? Is there going to be a wasabi dump on <laughs> Coach Kalani? <laughs> Get it in his eyes or something? Here's the one drawback from the Fenway Bowl. Yes. I think they play it in a baseball park. They do. Yeah. yeah. They do play it in a baseball stadium. That's, that's kind of weird. I do think they can fit it in. Lengthwise, it's probably I think a, they can. it's probably a bit snug. Yeah, but I think that's the one we were looking at that had the the like the three feet from the corner of the end zone. <laughs> yeah. If you run a fade, then you're <laughs> the corner of the end zone. It's like great two podcast yards again, from guys. the wall. <laughs> they better keep the Look warning track in then. Um, <laughs> anyway, BYU has bad experience. At least I do playing in baseball because I went to the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl in twenty mm. whatever, and BYU got fadoodled by Washington in the San Francisco Giants ballpark. Dang. Yep, fadoodled. But I do like the sponsors. Yeah, wasabi. wasabi. I just thought that, just that wasabi. Like a fun one. Is, is that like a company or is it just wasabi the food? I hope it's the food. Sponsored by the food. <laughs> just the food wasabi. Wasabi Guild. Okay. Sponsoring the Fenway Bowl. All right. Okay. Justin, you have a preference? One of two bowls. Okay. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh, classic. An incredible bowl. Duke's and Mayo. I would love to see Kalani Satake coated in mayonnaise. That's a December 30th bowl, by mm-hmm. the way. That's a fun time. Or the Cheez It Bowl. Because, as you Ooh. know, this podcast is big on Cheez-Its. We love Cheez-Its. Sure are. Uh, I like both of those. I'm going to go with a couple of them. Okay. Obviously, I want to play the week of New Year's. Okay. I do not want to play in a first week bowl. So, no Wasabi Bowl. No Wasabi Bowl. If we had to, 
play in one of the first ones, I would probably go with the Las Vegas Bowl, just because it's close. Okay. Right? That's true. That's accessible. Yeah. Second option would be the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. That's a good one. For the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. And it's December 27th. Nice. You know, a couple days before New Year's. It's probably the Monday of that week. Sure. But, if I'm being honest. That was an emphatic but. Yes. I would love to go to one of these two. The Tampa Bay Bowl. Okay. Tampa Bay. Or the Music City Bowl. Mm, Music City. Now, here are the reasons. Destination travel type? Uh, Not quite. Okay. Music City's in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, Nashville. <laughs> I hear Nashville school. Country music. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe some blues at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bluegrass? Actually, I don't know. Don't, mm-hmm. don't quote me there. <laughs> um, not the jazz, though. Jazz is in Salt Lake mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Love jazz. It's because the Music City Bowl is on New Year's Eve. Okay. And mm-hmm. Tampa yes. Bay Bowl is on January 2nd. Okay. That's really why I want to play on those days, just because those are New Year's Day Bowls. And I know they would get overshadowed by the New Year's Six, but I would rather play on New Year's than not play on New Year's. I feel like people watch those games before the New Year's Six games up because they just get warmed up for football. Exactly. You know? yeah. And let's be honest, Music City Bowl last year was that like 48-45 thriller Purdue and Tennessee. Yeah, Purdue and Tennessee. That was one of the best bowl games of the season. It absolutely was. Anyway, so that about wraps it up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU Football Talk. Any parting thoughts for our audience? Parting thoughts. Um, no, I honestly don't have any. <laughs> one in, one thing only. Adam had a belly button. And I will die on that hill. That is an interesting topic for, I believe, another day. I Justin. agree. Adam had a belly awesome. button. Yeah? I'm with him. Okay. Just saying. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My parting words will be um, a story, quick story. I am at NIU now in my NCAA 14. Okay. Um, yeah, head coach Wilson Fisk oh. from Daredevil. Yeah, nice. That's nice. him. He's the coach. NIU, going strong. Uh, I was number four, and I played number 13 Notre Dame. And I don't know what it is, but Notre Dame in every single dynasty always gets me. <laughs> I went to double overtime, decided to end it right then and there, went for two, and I got stood up at the goal line, lost no. 42-41. <laughs> So now I'm like oh number seven with just like four weeks left in the season. You I have to make back. my way up. I hope so. I hope so. But I'm just in conference play now. I have no more out of conference teams. And so oh, now are you still in Mac? I'm beating up Toledo and Central Michigan. And mm. so that's a struggle. We'll see if I can make it back up to number one or number two, get in the natty. I believe uh, in. Yeah, I don't know. So prayers out for the Huskies. Good yeah. luck. I'm currently the head coach at the University of North Texas. We joined Ooh. the Big 12, and we are number 12 in the nation. Hey, the Big 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Uh, head coach Boingo Bongo. Oh, that's Boingo a good Bongo. one. Rolls right off the tongue. It does. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We're grateful that you hung out with us today. If you listen this far into the episode, make sure you leave the comment Boingo, Ooh. Boingo Ooh. on our latest Instagram post. We love you guys. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Leave a five-star review with any content you'd like to see on the episodes. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye now. Jerry, what the hell? I didn't do this. Jerry, can you please be quiet? Rah, 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 rah.